So alongside the brilliant sleep podcast we did with Lauren Peacock, who's our sleep expert in my first five years, we've invited her back just to do a little bit more of an in-depth talk about napping. So in a previous life, Lauren, I used to run a children's nursery and we used to get all sorts of instructions from parents about nap time during the day. Almost impossible to ever (laughs) please any of the parents with what they wanted. Some wanted lots of naps, someone wanted no naps, some might say they wanted time limited naps. What's your advice around daytime sleeping? Naps are the bane of many parents' lives and nap needs for a child are as individual as they are. So Childcare settings, you're never going to be able to have one pattern that suits all children. Children need to nap because they utilise a lot more energy than we do, both Mm -hmm. cognitive and physical. And as they utilise that energy, their sleep pressure builds. So sleep pressure is that physical feeling of tiredness, the the physical need to sleep. Mm -hmm. And naps serve a really, really important role because they help a child to reduce down that sleep pressure. If a child sleeps too much in the day, they will reduce down their sleep pressure so much that they don't want to go to bed at bedtime or they get up very early Mm -hmm. or they're wide awake in the middle of the night what we call a split night and many many parents (laughs) will have experienced those on the other hand if a child doesn't sleep enough in the day they tend to become quite wired they release extra wakeful hormones to keep themselves going that's more of a problem for children than it is for adults because babies don't look at the clock at bedtime Mm -hmm. and think oh I don't really feel like going to bed but it's seven o'clock. They are driven much more than we are by how they feel. And naps play a really, really important part in keeping physical tiredness and what a child's brain is telling them about, whether it's time to be awake or asleep, keeping those processes in alignment. So that's really interesting, this idea that when children get overtired, which is a term that's used a lot, your body actually releases hormones to try and keep you going, which then scup your sleep routine. So I know you've said there is no exact kind of nap pattern for particular ages and stages, but is there a general kind of rule of thumb of which children might need more and when? We do see sleep needs broadly tracking with age. So I wouldn't expect any sort of consolidated napping pattern out of a small baby. Somewhere normally between four and six months as a rough guide, we tend to see naps starting to consolidate a little bit. Normally at that stage, we'd be seeing three naps, maybe four. Somewhere between six months and 10 months, that's probably going to drop down from three naps to two. And then somewhere between 12 months and 18 months is when we tend to see little ones then consolidating down to that one big nap that sits in the middle of the day. And that one big nap that's in the middle of the day, presuming they're at home and therefore they can do whatever is suited to them, do we leave them to wake naturally or does it become a point in the day where you go, do you know what, it's time to get up? There's no right answer on that. And the nap is there really to facilitate the nighttime sleep. That's the real key takeaway when thinking about naps. If a child can sleep for three hours in the day and go to bed happily, at 7 7 30 great they're doing really well with that if your child is napping for three hours in the day and you're not getting them into bed until nine o'clock or ten o'clock at night they will get more value out of their sleep in 24 hours if you reduce down that nap and that allows the night to extend out the nap is there to facilitate that lovely solid sleep at night 
rather than taking away from it. Got you. I think lots of parents worry if they nap during the day, they're not going to sleep at night. So I think what you're saying is there's a balance between too much and too little napping. But for children up to a certain age, it is an essential part of reducing that sleep pressure to allow them to sleep. It is. And there's a lot of pressure on parents around naps. I think it's about parents experimenting a little bit and finding what works for their child and again that will change over time so you might find your child is happily going along having a two-hour nap and everything's fine and then bedtime gets a little bit sticky that can be a really good indicator that their overall sleep need has dropped a little bit and if they haven't taken it off the nap themselves it's only ever going to come off the night so that's where we might want to start gently capping down a nap there are charts and recommendations are plenty for parents to look at they can be a helpful starting point but they're not gospel and lots of children need a bit more daytime sleep than is average for their age and some need less so like with everything with child development it's as unique as your child is and it has to suit your family I think for me as I'm listening it's about tuning into your child yeah. and sort of stepping back almost and observing what's working and what's not and then having the the courage and the common sense from what you're saying to go well actually I might drop a bit here I might add a bit extra here or it might just be working and when it's working happy days and Absolutely. when it's not what can I do to intervene a little bit and accepting that if you do wake up a sleeping toddler you might have a slightly grumpy toddler for a short space of time until they find their feet again. But it's, it's worth it in terms of their development. And weirdly, if you've got a grumpy toddler when you wake them from a nap, waking them slightly earlier from that nap might give you a less grumpy toddler. Sometimes it's about where we wake in our sleep cycle and we might have an hour and 15 minutes and be woken mid-cycle and be really unhappy about that. Whereas if we're woken at an hour we were in a lighter stage of sleep. So it's always worth playing around with those variables. So any tips for waking a child? I would always try to do it gently and allow them to wake naturally, albeit with a little bit of help. Mm -hmm. So rather than go in and scoop them up whilst they're asleep, I would go into the room, I would open the curtains. If you're using white noise, I'd perhaps turn that off. If they're still asleep, I'd start to potter around at an increasing volume (laughs) until eventually they wake naturally, albeit in an encouraged way. Yes. Brilliant. Love those. And so if we flip that just a little bit in terms of getting them down for the nap, and again, you might not be at home or it might be bright daylight, anything again you'd advise the parents can do just to induce that kind of napping state? So daytime sleep is physiologically harder for us than nighttime sleep children are working against their body clock so it's understanding that that they are having a a harder time with it if they are sleeping at home then having a short pre-nap routine like a bedtime routine just five or ten minutes same steps same order get in the room dark if you can um, helping them to anticipate that sleep is coming And just accepting that daytime sleep can be tricky. And so it might take them just a little bit of time to wind down and settle into the idea. Yeah. And if we're out and about, any tips around that? So parents should never feel guilty about doing naps on the move. Often we're told it's junk sleep. It doesn't count. I mean, they're asleep. It does count. Children tend to fall asleep with motion. So if you're in the car, if if they're in the buggy, that can help things along. If you have familiar sleep cues like 
uh, room spray that you use at home or if you use white noise at home, recreating those conditions on the move can help. But the, the main tool is going to be to use what you've got and that tends to be motion. So even if they wake partway through a nap, give that pram a bit of a jiggle, maybe find some cobbles to go over, there's a good chance that they will resettle. Thank you so much for those extra tips around napping. And if you haven't already listened to our full podcast about sleep, give it a search. It's a brilliant listen.